0: What up, guys, and welcome back to Summer Lunch Break. This week, we sit down with Olympic snowboarder and wake surf expert, Tommy Shishi. While we talk all things snowboarding and wake surfing, we get to hear Tommy's stories of what it was like competing in the 2002 Olympics with the U.S. halfpipe team and what it was like working with the Liquid Force crew to design some of the boards we all know and love, the TC Scam, the Primo, and the Primo LTD. Not only do we take a dive into Tommy's journey in the wake surf world, we also get to hear his thoughts and idea on the current wake surf contest scene. And if being an Olympic athlete and a wake surfing extraordinaire wasn't enough, Tommy was also a competitor on the Amazing Race. During part of this episode, we get to hear his stories of what that journey was like competing with his teammate Andy Finch in season 19. Be sure to grab some grub and tune in. It's Tommy Shashin.
1: You know what I'm really scared about is if the wakeboarders get too close to shore, they may use
0: some people on the shore as as bonking items. Tommy Shashin, welcome to Summer Lunch Break. We are so excited you're here. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: We are very excited. We have to start out the interview with the most important question. I know we're, you know, later in the day, so it's not lunchtime, but either what you had for lunch or what you're sharing as you snack with us today.
1: So sharing as we snack, like you said, it's a little bit late for lunch, but um, I, you know, just did a little coffee, a little French press. Gonna do some coffee and also a little avocado with uh, mm-hmm. some salt.
0: Very nice. So oh, I love that's what I'm gonna be snacking on. Love it. Love it. I don't have a snack because I got hungry and I ate it before he started. So.
1: Come on,
0: I am foodless. I'm sorry, I have my water, which I always have, but sorry if there's drop always the ball.
1: there there's always room for a second snack in the day that's
0: true i should have gone and grabbed one. Oh well okay that's okay let's let's get started and just snack away as as we talk um so what i you know kind of my intro for you and everybody watching is that from snow to wake surfing you've made such this impact on action sports and the community you know i would love to know what about action board sports that you love the most what is it that makes you you know do what you do
1: well I think uh just loving standing sideways riding boards growing up snowboarding um doing the snowboard thing for a long long time uh did well a lot of snowboarding in my day um did the O2 Olympics, did a bunch of world cups, X games, gravity games, all that fun stuff. Um, And I just, I just love board sports and uh, I I don't live near an ocean. The closest ocean is, you know, five hours away. Um, So that's kind of how I got into wake surfing is loving surfing, but living near a lake.
0: Totally. Awesome. I like the uh, standing sideways. That's pretty cool to hear we'll go, you know, you mentioned, you know, all your snowboarding. So we're obviously going to start with that because we got to talk about it. Um, Yes. How did you get into snowboarding? What started it? What pushed you to, you know, pursue it the way that you did?
1: So I grew up here in Mammoth Lakes. Um, I grew up skiing and doing some ski racing. And then at that time, uh, snowboarding was kind of a new thing that everyone was learning and wanting to try. And um, I tried it with a couple buddies and just really fell in love with it and um, eventually started to do some competitions and climbing the ladder and just got better and better at it um, and uh, got invited to ride with the U.S. team. I think I was about 15 or 16 when when that Crazy. happened. And then from there, started traveling the world, doing World Cups, um, and then got you know, again, climbing the ladder, got invited to do World Cups, X Games, you know, Gravity Games, all the, uh, there used to be Vans Triple Crown Series. Yeah. Uh, uh, a lot of different, you know, the Grand Prix Tour, a lot of different contests. Uh, mm-hmm. But just climbing, climbing the ladder and um, eventually got fully funded with U.S. snowboarding. And, yeah. Um, traveled with them pretty much through my whole career.
0: hmm How did that relationship start up you with the U.S. team? Uh, What was that like?
1: Um, It was something, they had nationals here locally at June Mountain, um, which is just north of Mammoth. It's a really Mm -hmm. cool, small ski resort, Um, but uh, I did well in nationals one year, uh, um, and from there, got the invitation to joined the team and uh one of the coaches for us snowboarding was actually uh, a local guy here so um, my my parents felt somewhat comfortable sending me with him and um and we we traveled with the rest of the crew wow that's so awesome
0: where was the first like big place you guys traveled to um,
1: i think let's see probably uh, Italy was kind of the first wow. international trip but that same yeah. year we we went to Japan as well so, so cool. Um, I did a lot of traveling in my day at snowboarding and i um, very grateful for that
0: yeah that's awesome and I mean as such a you know youngster like getting that sort of opportunity and doing that I bet that was just probably kind of overwhelming honestly
1: It was, it was kind of, you know, a new group of people, a new crew and trying, you know, I, I hadn't been snowboarding for a long period at this point. It was just kind of still learning tricks, learning kind of what tricks to put in a run to do well, that scored well. um, And just, uh, yeah, learn, learning a lot at that age.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. That's crazy. Well, we also want to talk about going to the Olympics, 2002. So, I mean, I could ask you a million questions, but I would really love to kind of just hear from beginning to, you know, at the end of your run, what that was like for you.
1: So, okay. So the first Olympics for snowboarding, it was 1998. And, um, I just probably missed going by maybe four spots. So to be an Olympian in the U S, um, you have to be pretty much top four. Yep. riders. So they do competitions early on, um, usually that season, and they take the the top four, the top best uh, four U.S. riders. Um, uh, so you have to, and, and the U.S. has a lot of good riders, um, and mm-hmm. back then it was like, you know, a lot of the great riders were from the U.S. So um, to make the Olympic team is kind of a feat in itself being a us rider. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, first, first Olympics, I just, just missed by a handful of spots and then 2002, uh, rolled around. Um, and I think I qualified, I want to say I qualified second or, or third Mm -hmm. going into that Olympics. So, Mm -hmm. um, they, they chose the team and, um, I looking back on it and, even being there, uh, being an American in your home country for an Olympics was pretty special. Totally. Um, uh, just, you know, all the, you know, the crowds chanting USA. And, yeah. Uh, it, it was a pretty, pretty neat, special thing. But yeah, make, making the Olympic team in 2002, it was uh, it was myself, Ross Powers, JJ Thomas, and Danny Cass. That was the, the men's team. Yeah, it, it was good. So um, it, everything about that Olympics was perfect. The half pipe was perfect. Um, it was a, a 18 foot half pipe where mm-hmm. now the half pipes are 22 feet. So Got just it. a bigger transition. Mm-hmm. Um, but the snow condition was awesome. The, yeah. the pipe event was in Park City, Utah. Yep. And uh, yeah, great great snow conditions, great weather. And, um, I ended up, uh, qualifying into finals, um, in the second place position, which, you know, was the silver medal positions. And, and then, um, going into finals, it was kind of, um, uh, let's see, let me, let me remember how this went. Uh, I, I rode first because I qualified more towards the top. So I, I yeah. dropped in second and then, uh, the other guys, Ross, Danny, and JJ, went um and I had you know kind of to that point the run of my life and was very pleased with it and then uh the other U.S. riders came and there was a lot of momentum and the scores kind of kept going up and up um so those guys Ross Ross Danny and JJ they swept the podium that year um and that was like a you know made history as far as a U.S. sweep and all that um and I ended up uh, sixth in the olympics which uh, was absolutely amazing
0: totally yeah out of there was like i'm pretty sure 30 some participant like 30 some people and then yeah the pool six that's crazy
1: How yeah and you of, uh, i was 20 happened? i was 22 at that um, 22 point. that's yeah, crazy so. in my An olympian
0: tribe. at 22 so awesome so awesome. Meanwhile, here I am eating my snack before I'm supposed to. And I'm <laughs> 22. <laughs> oh, so crazy. Uh, that's well, awesome. Yeah, that's a huge accomplishment. And yeah, that's really cool to hear. Okay. We're gonna shift from your snowboarding. Although I could talk, you know, I would love to hear so much about it. We're gonna shift kind of into wake surfing and how you took to wake surfing being in kind of a mountain town. So I'd love to know what, you know, what was your first wake surfing experience?
1: So we would, uh, like I say, growing up and snowboarding and and loving the board sports and loving surfing by living in the mountains. Um, I live in Crowley Lake here, we're 13 miles South of Mammoth, um, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, a a nice uh, resort town. Um, Yeah. But yeah, the lake, it, it's just like a mile out that way. So, uh, we would go, um, a buddy had an old direct drive. I think it was an yeah. old ski, not peak direct drive. And we would, yeah. we would get two ropes and two skim boards and just, you know, a goofy and a regular, footer, <laughs> you know, nonstop slashing each other all day and oh, playing fun. pig and, and all that. Um, but then, uh, you know, the boats were getting better. Um, I actually did a deal with Nautique um, when I was snowboarding I think this was in 2006 or 2007 um, and they did like a cross promotion marketing deal Mm -hmm. with me um, and I got the first like real surf boat I had was a a Nautique 226 so um, we kind of listed it to the side and that was you know at that point we were surfing. Um, without the rope, and um, it turned into just, you know, wake surfing and and loving it, and I would always talk to Nautique about it, and they, back then, they were not interested in it, too much liability, too close to the boat, all this Mm -hmm. stuff, Um, but then, you know, I get a random, random phone call from Brian Sullivan, and this was uh, 2012. Um, I was coaching at the time, coaching snowboarding, in Colorado, just freezing, and um, he said, "Hey, we we need to have you out to Florida. We have something for you to that we want you to check out and test." Yeah. And that was kind of the first surf system, and I was able to, you know, test that and uh, put it, get give them my input on the surf system. Yeah, um, and from that point forward, they were all about it, and um, I was kind of the ground level of that, and um, got a a deal with Nautique back, you know, back then. Um, that lasted, you know, the almost, well, just shy of 10 years there.
0: That's crazy. Way cool. That's cool that you were part of kind of the beginning of, you know, what is such a crazy, crazy popular thing now. I mean, I, everybody that comes through here is very, very wake surf, wake surf, wake surf. I'm trying to push for a couple more wakeboarders, but yes, okay. Cause I, I get it. I love wake surfing. so
1: I know, but keep pushing them. I mean, people still need to wakeboard. Wakeboarding is great. And, uh, I mean, wake surfing is, is great. Everyone can do it. It's the easiest surfing anyone will ever do. And it's Mm -hmm. something you could go back there. You could go as hard as you can wake surfing and you just feel really good about it afterwards. And, um, it's just a really great time.
0: Yeah, totally. Oh, for sure. Okay. We also, I kind of want to ask, you know, do you prefer one over the other snowboarding versus wake surfing?
1: Um, if, you know, if I had the perfect day, I would, um, it, it depends. So if it's, if it's it's a powder day and, you know, to go heli boarding or to go ride mammoth when it's not crazy busy or something, good snow that that's great. But just, you know, an average day of either, I would, I would definitely choose wake surfing at this point.
0: Okay. That's crazy. (laughs) I did not think you were going to pick that.
1: Yeah. I love okay. it. I still love it. I mean, I've been doing it for, you know, over well over 10 years now, 11, 12 years. And, um, it's yeah. still, I mean, we, we went out this morning and it's still just, it's great. Like I say, it never gets old.
0: Nope. It does not. I could do it a hundred times and I would want to do it hundred and one. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, not that I, I know I just made you pick one over the other, but I would love to know kind of what aspects of each one are your favorite? So if you had to pick, you know, top three things about snowboarding that, you know, keeps you going, keeps you doing it, what would those be?
1: Okay, so with snowboarding, top three would probably be riding with my kids is really Mm -hmm. great. Just, you know, teaching them um, to ride, you know, the whole mountain, not just in the park, but like venture out and learn real snowboarding. And um, so riding with the kids is really fun. Um I do some uh like backcountry stuff uh with a snowmobile and mm-hmm. what we do is um it's called well it's it's called snow surfing. So okay they make they make these boards um they are kind of like a wake surfer they have traction on top they're kind of like a snowboard and you know a wake surfer but crossover uh, uh, a, a snowboard and then an EVA um, traction kit on top. Got it. And then you ha- you kind of have a leash that goes to your belt and you don't have bindings on the thing. So you have to have a decent amount of snow um, to ride these and it's got to be pretty yeah. good condition. So you could, you know, we have a, a place out here where we can double, double the sled up probably a thousand vertical and then oh go drive the sled down. And then the two people can, you know, ride down to the sled. And I mean, you what? could do, you could do probably, I don't know, 30 laps like that. Um, so there's oh a, there's a, a few really fun zones around here for snow surfing. So I guess that would be uh, um, one of the top three and then um, snowboarding, uh, I think just a good, you know, a good, good powder day at a resort, riding the the lifts and um, yeah. hearing everyone hooting and hollering and uh, getting a good powder day.
0: Right. Yeah. That's always a really good vibe to have and just immerse yourself in. Snow surfing. Wow. That's like the perfect sport for you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it kind of is. It's kind of a mix and um, it's it's kind of wild when you're traversing across the mountain it's almost like you're surfing a you know massive wave you're just crazy uh, not strapped in you can move your feet around a little bit yeah um, and it's it's pretty free and just it's a good time
0: that's sweet sweetness okay let's talk about your top three for wake surfing what are your top three favorite things about wake surfing
1: um i love uh let's see that with wake surfing, you can, you know, go up, go out with a crew, go out with your family. Everyone's kind of confined on the boat, and um, you could just be in the water, switch boards in and out. Someone could jump in, someone could jump out. You know, you could ride doubles. Um, oh. Just uh, the whole boating aspect, uh, being behind or being on a boat and being able to surf behind the boat is just—it's such a cool thing. Um, So, I mean, yeah, boating, um, being able to, you know, ride both sides of the waves these days, um, do some transfers, stuff like that is a lot of fun. And then, uh, uh, foiling, I've been having fun foiling behind the boat too. Yeah. Foils are a good time.
0: Dude, boils are taking over. It's getting so popular and I love it because it really is that like new weird thing that it takes like practice to get good at it. To even yeah, get the, up on it is like uh, an accomplishment all in itself.
1: Yeah. Once you get that initial kind of get up and glide, um, mm-hmm. you could learn pretty quick, but actually getting from not doing it to like gliding, that's uh that's the tough part, but yeah really anyone could do it if they put in the time and totally um, the neat thing about it is pretty much anyone with a boat can foil yeah 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 Yeah.
0: way cool it's that good like extra little thing to have if you know you're you're not wanting to surf you don't want to wait forward what do you want to do you're not getting on a tube you know you're gonna foil
1: that's right yeah (laughs) and uh we've been having fun my son owen has he's got the foil bug he's just like foil 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 um, I love but it. Anytime, anytime anyone is surfing he asks if he can foil with them and whether it's oh. on the same side of the wave or or the whitewash he's just you know he's just all about foiling and any chance he can get to be in the water if someone says yeah you could foil with me while I surf uh, he's in there
0: he's so. down yeah oh my yeah. gosh that's awesome
1: <laughs> I yeah, love it have fun. you
0: done um the have you e-foiled before I'm assuming um,
1: I tried uh well I did it last year in Lake Tahoe nice. and that was one of the coolest things because um you know you were riding over all these gigantic boulders um GDM. and it's the water is so clear in Lake Tahoe so um yeah the efoil there was just absolutely amazing
0: yeah that sounds insane I've only ever really done it in the river behind the shop and you can't really see anything it's not
1: that <laughs> Yeah, <time. laughs> yeah go, go to a clear lake and it's just. Clear lake,
0: okay. Yeah. That sounds cooler. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Although I think it would freak me out if I could like see what was below me. I always get weird about that. I'm like, mm, I, don't, I don't know what's there.
1: <laughs> yeah, it, in Tahoe, I mean, you're looking at gigantic boulders and it seems like they're close to the surface, but they're probably. Way down there. At, you know, 15, 20 feet down and you're just going right over it's the gliding top. Gliding over line. the top. That's way yeah. cool it's pretty neat
0: yeah that's awesome well and okay we're talking we're kind of all over the place board sports it's hard because you do everything but i want to focus hone in a little bit more on wake surfing and you know you're a professional wake surfer how did that start besides you know getting behind the boat and just going out here and there when did it start becoming kind of a career
1: so let's see this was probably about 10 years ago um I started making some boards. We, um, uh, let's see, surf tech had a line of skim boards. Um, and we approached surf tech and, and, uh, we did a deal with them. I think I sold maybe 30 boards that year. Um, but we, we labeled them as Crowley wake. Um, mm-hmm. and then the next year we were going to get our own boards and they ended up shutting down that division, um, their skin board division. So, um, at that point, I had a meeting with Liquid Force um, with Jimmy and Tony and those guys and, yeah. um, and did a deal with Liquid Force. Um, and again, that, this um, it's been just over 10 years um, that I signed a deal with Liquid Force. So I um, signed a deal with them and started helping them develop um, uh, the Wake Surfers. And my first board was the TC Skim. Um, And it's, uh, they still have it in the lineup now. Um, it kind of went away and came back. Um, but that was my first board and, uh, yeah, 10 years ago. So, um, so yeah, uh, signed a deal with liquid Force, and, um, and then a couple years later, uh, signed a deal with Nautique and just kept those relationships going. Um, and, uh, uh, now, now I'm on MB boats, which, uh, the wave is absolutely amazing. Um, but yeah, uh, that's, that's when it started back, back then. And then, um, slowly just changing the shapes and working with Jimmy, um, Jimmy Redmond, he's the shaper for liquid force and he's the, he's such a rad guy. Cause, um, we just had the liquid force photo shoot down in San Diego and we had some new boards and stuff, some, some fun stuff coming oh, out. Oh, Exciting. Um, but he can, you know, he, some of these boards were the first times, you know, I, I was riding this board or that board and he can just, you know, he kind of watches the board. You you look at Jimmy and he's not really looking at you, but he's just watching the board and seeing how it performs and mm-hmm. seeing different things, a lot of stuff's going through his mind, but, um, really cool to work with Jimmy on shapes and being able to, uh, subtly tweak stuff here and there and, and just improve um, the models yeah. throughout the, um, the years.
0: Yeah, so that TC skim, that, you know, where did the design for that shape and that board come from? What, you know, I'd love to just kind of get your take on it since you have a pretty big part in it.
1: Yeah, so uh, the TC skim, uh, it came from, you know, like the, the Crowley Wake uh, surfboards that we were doing uh, back in the day. Um, we added kind of a grab rail to it, to the top of it, and then some channels in the back um, to kind of, you know, jet the water out the tail and also give it a little more grip um, because um that board comes with a, a 1.5 inch fin. So mm-hmm. not, not a massive fin, but just enough to to be able to have some traction. And then those those jets, you know, they funnel the water out the tail. But they also add grip when you, you know, when you're going into an air or doing a slash.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of w- where the original TC skim came from, and then over mm-hmm. the years we we just tweaked it a little bit, whether it was um, the width or the thickness or the rocker line. Um, uh, and we have, I always have, you know, ideas for Jimmy and, um, mm-hmm. and Jimmy. Jimmy likes to brainstorm and come up with stuff and and then we get some samples and we try it and either you know it, it's awesome and it works and we move ahead with that or you know it, it doesn't work and we um,
0: try again something else. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah way cool if you were going to describe you know the rider that that board is made for like if someone was wondering you know why should I get the CC skim like what would you what would you kind of pinpoint as to, you know, why someone would really want to ride that board?
1: So that board, the TC skim is, um, it's a high-end performance board. It's very light. Um, it does yes. have a carbon stringer. Um, it's it's thin, uh, it's got a hard rail. So um, it's a performance kind of skim style board. Yeah. Um, so, you know, big airs, shoves, three shoves, five shoves. Um, it's trained to do all that stuff. <laughs> So cool, Uh, yeah. So yeah, my other board, my other board is the Liquid Force Primo, and um, that I absolutely love that board. It's it's um, very durable. Um, Totally. It still is very light, but um, it has the ability to ride it as a twin fin. Um, Mm -hmm. It has inserts. So this, let's see if I can do this without knocking everything over here. One second. yeah so
0: oh awesome I love this
1: <laughs> like so this uh you could kind of I don't know if you could tell or not but these little channels going out the tail those um exit the water and those help with grip but yeah you could ride ride a twin fin on this board mm-hmm. the the liquid force primo or you could ride it as the single skim and that's how I typically ride it as the skim um yeah uh, but it rides really well both directions so it's kind of like a a hybrid of the the surf and the skim, and uh, this I mean the board's so cool. They did a great job with the graphics, and yeah, price is right on it. Um, it's just a durable, long-lasting kind of do everything board. Um, totally. The the comment that I get most about the Primo is, oh, that's everybody's favorite board on the boat. So I yeah. I try and tell people, you know, you have a surf boat. You have to have a primo on it because everybody loves that board.
0: I agree. I could not agree more with that comment. The primo is without a doubt one of my favorite boards, as well as a lot of people here are very, very adamant about they ride the primo and the primo only.
1: That's awesome. <laughs> Which, I love not it. A lot of bad
0: things. Nope. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> and they know yeah. who they are. So if they watch this, they'll know I'm talking about them.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome.
0: Oh, that's awesome well we covered a couple more of my questions so I gotta catch back up to where I was planning on being let's see oh this is kind of an easy one but I always like to get you know your exact words on it what do you I mean, we talked about kind of your top three but like what do you love about wake surfing like what is the number one thing you kind of touched on it but just like in one sentence if you had to describe why you love it
1: what is it so I think just bringing surfing to the mountains so not everyone yeah. has the ability to live at the beach and I, not everyone has the ability to have a boat but um if you if you know someone with a boat or you know there's i'm sure you have friends that wake surf, or yeah. know people who do um it's a really neat community the whole boating and wake surfing community um typically know if you haven't had a chance to get out wake surfing you got it you know just go go ask someone if you can take a rip and and go do it and and you'll get hooked but my favorite thing is you know bringing surfing to you know it it doesn't have to be the mountains but I live in the mountains where there's there's lakes and there's lakes all over the world so you don't just have to be in the ocean yeah um, now so it's just you know a lot more people are getting into surfing and um it's really neat all the surf pools that they're building right now and the river waves mm-hmm. and um, and all that. So just getting more and more people surfing and it's it's just the greatest sport.
0: Yeah, it is. It's way fun. It's, you know, a lot of people are doing it more and the surfing competition scene has grown quite a bit. So I would love to get kind of your thoughts on the current scene and maybe where you see it potentially going in the future
1: yeah so um I used to do a lot more competitions than I do now um, but uh, yeah i I've, I've done I've done my fair share of competitions over the years um I've yeah. won some he- here and there, and uh, it's always a good time my favorite thing about being at the competition is seeing you know uh, seeing all the the group people friends and um, everyone typically brings families and, and all that, Totally. Um, it, yeah, yeah. it's just a really, really neat crew, um, of wake surfers. Uh, but the whole competition thing, it's, um, it, it is really neat. Uh, people really enjoy, you know, going to compete. I I've kind of done my fair share of competing and, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, I don't love the competition scene really right now, but it, it's neat that wake surfing does have it and Mm -hmm. um, people are are involved in it and it's pushing the sport Um, yeah I do the judges uh, there's some awesome judges out there and and I love seeing more of the classic you know um, uh, it's not what you do but how you do it so yeah um, if you know if if the same you, you know five shove got done and one you know is is just whack and one has style to it you know that should that should score better and that that's the same for like you know a slash or an air um to me wake surfing still needs to have style it's not just going out there and throwing a hundred tricks and they're judging okay you got your big spin you got your five shove you got your seven shove but it's it's kind of how you do it and um like you say there are some there are some really good judges out there um but i I would love to see the competition scene, um, uh, style score.
0: Yeah. um,
1: Better as well. Yeah.
0: Totally. I think that's a huge thing. Like in wakeboarding too, I've, you know, it's style is such a huge thing. And I feel like sometimes it can get pushed kind of to the background where it's like, it needs to be on the forefront. That's what we're looking for. That's what people want to see. That's what makes you, you know, that's what makes you stand out. So that's
1: absolutely. Cool to
0: hear, yeah. If you had to, you know, besides style, like if you were going to tweak anything about the contest scene now to maybe improve it, what would you do?
1: Um, I would have it have all the competitions at amazing places, like uh, they used to. I don't think I don't think Nautique is doing the event at uh, in Waco anymore. But that okay. event was always my favorite one to go because you um, you got to go, you got to, uh, surf BSR and yeah. then you had a wake surf competition. So by mm-hmm. far that was, uh, probably the best events I've ever been to was at, you know, BSR. And because there was more activities to do, um, other than, you know, your 30 second, one minute wake surf run that you traveled yeah. all the way to Texas for. So, totally. Um, Uh, yeah having having competitions in amazing places um, because like I say the the whole crew uh, is is awesome um, the wake surf crew so it's always fun to hang out and see everyone Um, but just having having wake surf events at awesome locations where there's other stuff because really a wake surf competition you know you do a one minute run and hopefully you move on to the next stage and Mm -hmm. you get another one minute run and yeah. that's it okay. it's quick. Thanks for coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Is there anyone, you know, any riders right now that you definitely have had your eye on and you see a lot of potential in for their future in you know, competition surfing.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, Jake Caster, he's a good rider. I was just, he was at the liquid force shoot. He's on liquid force yeah. now. Um, he's got Exciting. his new board. It, it's called the rain. Um, I don't know if yes. you guys have any of those. You
0: do. Yes. They're awesome. They're so yeah.
1: fun. So he's uh he's a beast. He's got a lot of good tricks and um Way cool. he always done does uh fun stuff on his Instagram. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's this kid Tyler Stewart. There's um the Swanson brothers out of Arizona. Um, there's two brothers and uh they do just mind blowing tricks on wake mm-hmm. surfboards. They're um really good skaters. Um, okay. So they they can just flip the board spin the board around any any which way and somehow land on it and um, those guys are absolutely amazing and then you know um all the Florida guys I mean they're they're not young young but uh like uh uh John Ackerman and and then Mm -hmm. Sean Silvera those guys are amazing surfers too so
0: totally totally way cool okay we'll touch on our to touch on our, you know, next question. I guess I also want to ask you, in the future, do you kind of see, do you see competition wake surfing going in a particular direction or do you feel like there is a lot of room for those improvements to kind of be made?
1: I think they're doing it. And for, you know, a a select few, it's an awesome thing um, to Mm -hmm. do and follow the circuit and climb the ladder and go to events. Um, Right now, you know, if you if you're winning events, you do pretty well. Um, Mm -hmm. If you podium in some and not in others, you're probably, you know, going backwards as far as like with the travel and stuff. So if you have sponsors that um, uh, that are helping you get to these events and um, paying you and and you're climbing the ladder and um, just or if you're just doing it for for fun and yeah. uh, competing for fun um or if there's a a good local event to go to absolutely it's it's a it's a great thing it's something that is definitely gonna stay um and totally you know, be around um i don't think the contest thing is for every wake surfer um <laughs> i think wake surfing is just all about going out and having fun yeah. um, and hanging out with your friends or family or mm-hmm. or whatever but um uh, the wake surf thing is uh the, the competition thing is, um, it's getting, it's getting better and better. And, uh, once one, there's a few different tours, like going so, around. And I think, I think once everyone, you know, comes together and does a bigger tour or something, it could be a, you know, a really neat thing. Um, cause yeah. every, everyone has their little tours and some people go here, some people go there. Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so, uh, yeah, co- competition, more- uh,
0: yeah, a little more cohesiveness, you know, bigger group, bigger competition. That sounds like a good plan. Yeah,
1: right. but yeah. We like are... I say, local local competitions. If if there's any local competitions um, that people could just go to, um, yeah. whether you've you've competed or not, go try it out. It's uh, it's awesome to hang out with all the fellow wake surfers and see everyone, and totally. it's a great time.
0: Totally good encouragement. All right, we are gears into something a little more random not really related to wake surfing at all but i can't not bring up the fact that you were on the amazing race
1: yes <laughs> I, we
0: have to talk about that my dad <laughs> was freaking out because he loves the amazing race so we
1: That's would just awesome. you know
0: i'm going to ask a couple questions about it because i would love to know i'm obsessed with the show so what was one of the biggest highlights
1: of that adventure for you. It is a great show. It's uh, it, it, a funny uh, backstory. After we did the Amazing Race, Andy, mm-hmm. my friend Andy, and I, uh, the comment I heard most was, uh, "My mom loved you guys." Oh, <laughs> like, oh awesome! But this was this was your dad. Your dad loved us so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, it was It was such a neat experience um, and a wild experience. Uh, my friend Andy, he applied with his wife um, mm-hmm. and and the producers got back to him and said, "Hey, if you could find another Olympic snowboarder, we want you guys to you know addition and um, so he called me and and uh, and I actually he called my wife, and my wife told Andy that I would do it without you know talking to me. so. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know I have a bunch of stuff going on right now I'll talk to Windsor and see he said I already talked to her and she said you could do it I said okay let's do it but God. from there we still had to get on the show we still had to audition um, and mm-hmm. do all the interviews and stuff um, but we ended up getting on and it was it was just a truly I mean amazing experience uh, yeah Yeah, we, we had a, we had a great time. We, I think we won six out of 11 legs. Um, Mm -hmm. so uh, (laughs) thank you. We we made a lot of mistakes, (laughs) but, um, we, uh, we were fast to like switch directions. Like if we were going the wrong way for a few miles, we would, you know, try and make up time a different Mm -hmm. way. And some legs we did like really, really well. And, and other legs, you know, we, um, we did okay. And some legs, we barely made it through and, um, ah, we were so close to the, the finale. We, we got eliminated. Um, well, uh, we got eliminated in Panama and the very next day was the finale in, in Georgia. So so we, we pretty much ran, you know, every single leg you could run except for, you know, the, the finale in Atlanta. Um, Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and, you know, I know there's probably so much that you did and that was you know the best part but i would love to know kind of like what was the hardest part of the entire experience
1: so i think the hardest part i mean they uh they wear you out and then <laughs> um, and then have you you know travel to you know taiwan or to indonesia um and sometimes sometimes You'll be sleeping, you know, in a five-star hotel, and sometimes you'll be sleeping on like a, a picnic bench at a park. So you Anything. don't know. The hardest thing, I mean, you don't know what's coming up. Yeah. Um, we didn't know the start date. We were, we were in a hotel for probably four days or so, and mm-hmm. then um, we were thinking, you know, the second day in, okay, this is the day, and then the third day in, and you you just have no idea what's what's uh, what's coming up until you totally. get that get your clue and then mm-hmm. you have that information to work off um but then after that from there you you have no idea what's coming totally. up so so uh, you can't plan anything and no it's just like you you deal with it as it comes and uh, yeah but that was that was the hardest part probably is just not not knowing what's coming up where you're going what you're doing anything
0: yeah that's insane because that's like so against like kind of like our human nature like we like to know what's happening and then when you don't it's like oh my gosh like what do i do
1: yeah yeah and i mean no communication the other hard part no communication with family friends Mm -hmm. anything like that um no emailing no cell phones um for you know a little over a month it's that way it took us you know a month to travel the world the the whole Kind of process, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, zero zero communication. So, <laughs> so that's wild. another hard thing.
0: Yeah, oh, I bet. If you could go back and do one thing, one thing differently about the whole entire experience, what would you go back and redo?
1: Well, looking back, we we ran a great race. We uh, had a great time together. Um, Andy was a great partner. Um, uh, I mean, looking back, it would be, it would be just getting into the finale. Like we were in Panama trying to figure out this clue. Yeah. And, um, it's, it's just like, you know, sometimes you're just looking too close at stuff and you just have to, you know, take a few steps totally. back and look at it from a, mm-hmm. a bigger yeah. perspective. I don't know. Um, it would just be making that finale. And then from there, it's like, I don't know we we were (laughs) we were so close that we were like one leg away from from winning the thing but um we did Mm -hmm. get invited to do the all-star edition and we were gonna do it but then uh you know we got a call maybe a month before we were leaving and they Mm -hmm. kind of um they casted a whole different crew so they um they decided to to do a different direction for the show
0: yeah
1: so I don't know. There's always hope for the future. Maybe, maybe we'll still do an all-star edition.
0: That would be pretty cool to see. I know my dad would appreciate it.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome.
0: That'd yeah, we we cool.
1: would we would love another chance at it. But it was it was one of the greatest experiences getting able oh, to I do can, that show.
0: Yeah, I can only imagine. Out of all the places that you traveled to, was there one that you were like, "This is the coolest place I've ever been"?
1: Thailand we really enjoyed Thailand um yeah just beautiful I mean everything on the show is kind of like a whirlwind you gotta pick up your head and realize where you are and look around and not just like look at the clue and Mm -hmm. I mean you you have to stay focused on the show absolutely but you do have to pick your head up and realize where you are because you go to some amazing places um so Thailand was a really cool one um Malawi, we were in Africa. That was yeah. really neat. Um, so uh, there was a, lo- a lot of neat places we went.
0: That is so cool. That is way cool. Well, that's kind of. I mean, that's the end of my like questionnaire. Basically, I just I had to touch on that because like, how can you not talk about the amazing things? But I uh that's I don't awesome. have any more. I don't have any more questions for you. Um. So I guess we're gonna wrap up
1: well well thank you and uh thank you for doing the interview keep selling those tc skims and those primos
0: on it always Every, of
1: course everybody uh like i say everyone check out the liquid Force line and uh, oh
0: yeah do you want to do a little sponsor shout out too i like to give people the opportunity to do that while we're on here
1: yeah i think i mean i hit hit on some of them but mainly um i mean liquid Force. that uh, i have the the two or I guess three boards, I have um, the Primo, uh, Liquid Force Primo. It comes in like four different sizes. Uh, mm-hmm. The four O is great for, um, for like ladies and kids. Uh, my, yeah. my kids all really love the 4.0 Primo. I ride mm-hmm. the 4.5 and then there's um, there's a few sizes up from there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then yeah, the TC Skim being the performance board. Um, and then uh, we have the, the Primo with the straps. So yes. if you want to, you know, tweak out some airs or do some some flips, um, uh, or it's actually good for teaching people. If if people struggle to get the board to their feet on the start, you totally. give them a couple runs with the Primo with the straps, and they're they're Funny. up like that. So yeah. And, then, um, yeah, and then MB boats and just get a chance to work with those guys. Really neat family company and um, awesome boats, awesome waves. So that's awesome
0: well all right tommy we are wrapping up thank you so much for sharing your stories with us and just you know giving us a little bit of insight in your life i really appreciate it
1: thank you thank you summer
0: yeah thank you rest of
1: the lunch break
0: hey thanks you too enjoy that avocado you didn't eat it the whole time
1: (laughs) i know
0: (laughs) thank you all right thank you
1: bye tommy bye